Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. It's Tuesday. That means we have a chance to talk with Tom Skilling from WGN-TV. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, we have slid into pumpkin spice latte season. Is that your thing? Oh, yeah. I, I like that a great deal. You know, I bring that up on the set, and Micah Mater wants nothing to do with pump, pumpkin spice lattes. I think they're great. How about you? I I always enjoy them. <laughs> it got me into drinking coffee. I'd never drank coffee my entire adult life till about 10 years ago, and I thought, oh, I'll give one a try. Now I just take it straight black, but it was my gateway drug when it came to coffee. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I I had a biology teacher back when I was in the seventh grade, and he said, anybody who puts anything in their coffee, other than just drinking it black, is not a real coffee drinker. But I'm afraid I adulterate it with, uh, you know, some sort of milk or something and a couple of Splendas. And a pumpkin spice latte every now and then is not a bad way to go in my mind either. So I, I hear you uh, on that, <laughs> Yeah. In fact, Tom, I was at the grocery store today, and they already had the big bins of pumpkins out, like full-size pumpkins oh. for sale. And I'm like, wait, I just want a few more days of summer before we unofficially kick off fall. I know. You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, we close the books at midnight tomorrow night on meteorological summer, climatological summer. That's the June, July, August period. But we're still, you know, more than three weeks away from the official astronomical start of Autumn, which happens on Thursday, September 22nd this year. Tomorrow night, though, we close the books. We weather people take our seasons in three-month increments. And summer to us is June 1 to August the 31st. And uh, it looks like when we close the books tomorrow night, Lisa, this this summer will have averaged slightly below normal, about seven-tenths of a degree below normal and we've been dry. Uh, that's the big story. We've only had about three quarters of our normal rain here in Chicago, but obviously with uh, warm season uh, rains being what they are, heavy in some areas, lighter in others, uh, we probably will uh, find some areas have been wetter than average. We averaged only about three quarters of our normal summer rain around here. That's interesting, uh, but that doesn't apply to the outlying areas where the farmers Hopefully you've gotten enough rain. I don't know, though. You know, it's interesting. It's a, it's a feast or famine situation. I, I've been hearing from uh, a lot of my farmer friends that uh, things are looking pretty good through Will County and areas like that. But you go down toward um, Champaign, there's been a dry area in there, although they had some big rains overnight. But um, as you know, having a husband who, who farms, um, when you get those rains is awful critical because there's a pollination process that's helped along uh, by the rainfall occurring at the right time of the year. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the yields will end up being by the time the crop comes in. Some areas have been too wet, but there have been areas that have lacked uh, some of the rain. It'll be interesting to see what the total effect on the crop has been. Tom Skilling is with us, and Tom, I took a peek at the forecast, and it looks like we have incredible weather, not only today, but throughout Labor Day. Yeah, you know, hasn't this been uh, a beautiful period? It really has. I mean, when you look at what's going on in so many other places, whether it's heat and drought in Europe or floods in Pakistan or heat in India and Pakistan before the floods hit, 
or the drought that's going in China and so forth. We've been doing really well around here. Uh, and you're right. The weather looks uh, pretty nice. We'll have some more humidity come back on the scene later in the week. But, uh, you know, toward Friday and Saturday, and that could brew a couple of thunderstorms then. But um, I'll tell you, there doesn't appear to be any real, real trouble uh, coming up in the short term around here, Lisa, at all. Pretty nice. I I read about the the test markets. I know they're doing six cities, L.A., Miami, Milwaukee, Kansas City in the U.S., and then a city in Spain and a city in Greece to test drive a heat wave categorization. Meaning you would name the heat wave and you would assign it a number. Does that present a challenge for meteorologists since that's invisible for all intents and purposes? You know what? It can be done. Um, I, you know, I've even seen it discussed in these test markets that they're talking about naming heat waves. How do you feel about that as a consumer of weather information? Uh, Would you like your heat waves uh, named? I, you know, the Weather Channel names winter storms. Uh, they do that uh, themselves. It's not done by the uh, Weather Service. Uh, the Weather Service officially names hurricanes. But um, the problem, I think, with heat waves is, A, I think naming them could create confusion. If we start naming every event, cold waves, heat waves, winter storms, and all the rest, I think folks are going to get named out, you know, and kind of confused by it all. Um It worked with hurricanes because hurricanes are unique storms with very precise impacts. And uh, all the studies have shown naming it does raise the visibility. And there are some in our profession who think maybe naming heat waves would do the same thing. I'm not so sure because, you know, heat waves vary. Um, They vary both in the amount of moisture they, they come in with, the humidity levels, uh, and also, one person's heat wave is another person's warm spell, you know, it, and and it varies from region to region as well, what constitutes a heat wave. So you get into definitional uh, issues there, and I wonder how that would work. You so know what? what? Do you think about it? So would you it, like your it, heat wave named? It would be a little too much for me, Tom. It would create fatigue. Um, You know what? Let's just throw it out to the audience. They'll text in. They'll call in. They'll tell us. I mean, do you want your heat waves named? I mean, conceivably, that would be possibly one or two a year, maybe three in our area. But we we consume so much when it comes to weather that we'd hear about them, you know, throughout the entire summer, right? I think so. And, and, you know, we live in an area where what we do in the media is perceived in some quarters as kind of suspicious anyway. You know, it'll be hyping ratings or things like that. I think what you'd hear, and with some justification that maybe you guys in the media, if you're naming these uh, these heat waves and all, are trying to bring attention to it and boost ratings uh, rather than really trying to communicate weather information. And, uh, you know, I can kind of see that that argument. I think we have to be careful. I think stick with the facts presented and let people draw their own conclusions about whether they consider that a heat wave or not. By all means, make clear if the heat's going to get dangerous that that's going to be the case. Uh, and we can do that without naming uh, an event. But um, the nature of heat is so varied um and while it is a very deadly element of extreme weather um i think there are ways to educate the public or at least inform folks and flag a situation that's dangerous without getting into another set of names that may be confusing for some but that's just me lisa you know so look tom (laughs) 
Nobody knows it better than you. So let's just toss it out there. 312-981-7200. I'm with Tom. I I don't need more names. I don't need heat waves with a name. Uh, So uh, if you agree or you disagree, just shoot us a text or give us a call right now. And coming back, we'll talk about winter. Yes, the forecast is out. (laughs) Tom Skilling is with us. But first, to check on traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. There is a test being done in several cities, the closest being Milwaukee, about naming heat waves. And you heard what Tom Skilling said. I mean, he's the voice of reason and the voice of all things weather in the city of Chicago. And Tom, most people are agreeing. It's too much. We just don't need another set of names to follow um, not that I think that you would be hyping it or that it would be for ratings, but I think it's just a little too much. Yeah, and I, I think the intention is not to hype it uh, or anything like that, but I think it would come across that way to some folks. And I I just think there are ways to flag a dangerous heat situation that probably are clearer and more easily understood than giving it a name. But, that, you know, again, that's it's personal preference. Uh, that's for sure. So, Tom, the National Weather Service recently updated their forecast for the winter of 22-23, you know, and then the Farmer's Almanac always throws their two cents in, which my husband laughs at. So, uh, what's your take on... So, by the way, Lisa, that's... Do you know, they've done studies on the accuracy of Farmer's Almanac forecasts, and I love the Farmer's Almanac as an entertaining read, but, you know, uh, the techniques are in, by which they come up with their forecasts are not fully disclosed. They have secret <laughs> formulas and all, and that's always reason to be a little, uh, you know, question it. But uh, on top of that, they've done accuracy forecasts, and they found that a coin flip would give you a better forecast than the farmer's <laughs> on for all the attention it gets. And very often, a coin flip would be more accurate than what you're getting. Um, so... Um, you know, we tend to look in the uh, in the scientific uh, profession, the meteorological profession, at factors like um, El Ninos, La Ninas, uh, and uh, linked ocean atmosphere events like that. We have a La Nina going, a really unusual La Nina. It's uh, going into its third year. Normally, they don't last that long. This is a cooling of the equatorial Pacific waters, and believe it or not, even though that's thousands of miles away, what happens there affects the uh, steering currents uh, in the mid-latitudes all around the planet and has other effects as well. So, And what we found about La Nina winters is that they're volatile, more so than most winters. I mean, you know, some would say, well, every winter is volatile around here, and it is to some extent. But in other words, you go from uh, periods of Pacific air because of a predominant westerly jet stream to periods where that jet stream buckles and comes in from the Arctic, and it can on occasion bring these Arctic air masses in. And it tends, uh, these La Nina winters tend to be more volatile in that way. And yet, when all is said and done, we've looked at La Nina winters in Chicago, and they tend to finish out for all their volatility, um, slightly above normal in temperature, and perhaps more interestingly, above normal on precipitation. And that can be either rain or snow, depending on the winter and the storm track in a particular winter. Uh, it's hard to call that precisely, but there is a trend toward more precipitation in these La Nina winters. So um, it might be an interesting one coming up. Yeah, perhaps a little more shoveling be, this year. 
Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but, you know, uh, Lisa, we're probably freaking people out talking about pumpkin spice <laughs> lattes and the fact pumpkins are already showing up. And here it is late August still, you know. Uh, folks are probably saying, hey, don't rush it, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. And Tom, we're talking about the, Christmas the, carols, you know. The Halloween candy's already in the stores. And, yes, they'll be <laughs> singing Christmas carols by the end of September. And it all comes too soon for me. I know. <laughs> Let's enjoy summer and the warm season while we have it here. You know, I think this is a great time of the year. Oh, it's fantastic. Everybody's getting out of town, headed to Michigan, headed to Wisconsin. It's like the last yeah. big camping and boating weekend of the year. So what's our forecast? Well, it looks good. Uh, you know, the next couple of days will be lovely, comfortable, seasonable temperatures by day, pleasant sleeping nights, humidity is under control. We'll get a little more humid later in the week and going into the Labor Day weekend. But even that uh, doesn't look bad. You know, this is a big weekend. Folks have lots of plans. And while there may be a few scattered thunderstorms in there, it sure doesn't look like we're going to have an all-day rain at any point during the coming weekend. We're talking about daytime highs in the 80s, lows at night in the 60s. Uh, Doesn't get a lot better than that. Yeah, that sounds just about perfect. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Um, uh, next pumpkin spice latte is on me when I see you. Oh, that's a deal. I'll take you <laughs> up on that. And I'll buy the one after that, Lisa. You take care. It's always great talking to you. It's great to talk to you. It's amazing how many people agreed with us. Nobody wants these heat waves named. Somebody said, hey, Lisa, now these climate nuts want to start naming heat waves. Same way hurricanes are named, all in an effort to indoctrinate the country into believing climate change hysteria um somebody else said (laughs) my name is jeff from morris don't name the heat waves that would be confusing i have to admit i've already named one her name is missy she's my wife going through menopause another one no 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 naming heat waves i have some names for heat waves and bitter cold snaps but you won't be able to repeat them on the air and somebody actually called our voicemail hi lisa uh just a comment on your article about naming heat waves i'm all in favor of it as long as we name the heat waves after politicians we certainly have enough of them and there's enough hot air to fuel them thank you isn't that how we got the name the windy city mikhail gorbachev has passed lauren will have all the details next in your four o'clock newscast from the northwestern medicine newsroom WGN.